5,000. Brand new gaming floor out here, which is uh, just spectacular. It looks better than ever. And the renovation is complete. And uh, they always have the best games, the best bars and dining out here. We're right in front of Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, which is incredible. The River Buffet tonight featuring steak night. All-you-can-eat steak for $19.99. Tomorrow night, seafood night, big-time brunch on Sunday. Uh, always something to do out here at Riverwind Casino. They have a world-class hotel. All your favorite table games as well. Great poker room, high-stakes area. They have a Skyloft gaming area now, an Oasis gaming area now. Uh, we're at Smoke Free. They've got everything for you here at Riverwind Casino. So happy to be out here. We have our man Pierce Leffelholtz back in studio, the Buffalo Wild Wings studio, ladies and gentlemen. Pierce Leffelholtz is here and arriving right now Yes, from OU Insider, the one, the only, Brandon Drum. How are we doing? Hey, how are you doing, man? Everything's good. Everything's good. It's. Uh, did you have a little traffic that you had to fight on your Dude, way here? I, I, so, I, Oklahoma's Oklahoma. That's all I got to say mm-hmm. is nobody ever wants to move fast. Nobody ever wants to... Uh, tractors on the road are, I guess, they're a common occurrence here, and I never can get used to that. Even you know, we live in the city, but I don't even know how to describe it. And I, 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 I literally had a guy like I'm like, move out of the way, and this guy puts his hand out the window to tell me he's about to turn right oh, because he knew he was driving slow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Brandon, we appreciate you coming out, and uh, we've got a little something uh, crackling with your uh, cord there. There we yeah, go. There I think we, go. we should be good. That, yep. that should do it. Anyway, all right, so we want to start with this, and, uh, you know, take it for what it's worth. I know you were at Carl Albert last night. We'll talk about yeah. Kevin Sperry. We're going to talk about Williams. Winnery, Andy right? Bass. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Here we go. Uh, this was the uh, some of the uh, media contingent. Up in Tulsa last night, post game after uh, uh, obviously uh, Williams Winery, Lee Summit North, scrimmage Union, and uh, here's what Williams Winery had to say. With you're going to hear, you know, some members of the media. Our Travis Davidson's in there, John Hoover, George Stoya, uh, and they were asking Williams Winery questions. And one of those, of course, to start off was why Missouri. Uh, really, I feel like I was just most comfortable with that coaching staff and, you know, it's close to home and all that. So I felt like it was the right decision for me at the time. What you like about Oklahoma? I understand that they were real close uh, on down the stretch. Yes, sir. Uh, mostly just my relationships, you know, with Coach Chavis and Coach Bates. I probably had another one of my best relationships with them. And it was just, it was always love from the coaching staff. You know, I like the scheme there and all that. I'll be up there. How emotional was that decision for you when you finally had to make it? It was, it was it was a very emotional, you know, one of the hardest decisions I've ever made, but you know, I just had to do what I feel was best for me. Is there anybody that you leaned on for advice about recruiting and making that final decision? Because I've heard a couple of times other people say, this is harder than I thought it would be. Yeah, definitely. My family and my head coach, Coach Moe, had a big say in my decision. He guided me, you know, throughout the whole process. We saw you wearing the Oklahoma gloves and cleats tonight. Uh, how long have you had those? Uh, since my since my OB. so sometime in June. Yeah. So you're wearing them in Oklahoma tonight? Yeah, I had to, had to show love. You know? Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's not like anybody's going to read any messages into it, is it? Like yeah. they're still recruiting you and you're still thinking about OU? Oh, yeah, they're still recruiting me and all that. And I'm going to let everything play out, you know, let the whole season play out. But, I don't know, I'm committed to Mizzuto. But, you know. Yeah. But wearing OU and OU stuff is cool. Just having fun with it. Kind of a tribute? Yeah, yeah, just having fun with it, you know, showing love and all that. What's it uh, like uh, playing next to Kamari Moore? Obviously, OU fans have gotten uh, acquainted with him lately. Talk to us about him. Uh, yeah, he's a great player, you know. He, he clears stuff up for me, you know, just – it was great playing next to him. You know, he makes things easier for me. Are you going to go on any more visits this year, or are you done? Uh, no, I don't plan on it. I yeah. might hit a couple game days, you know, depending on how I'm feeling. But I don't plan on it. All right, that's Williams Winery. So let's play the one uh, moment that has everybody's attention from that interview last night after the scrimmage, Lee Summit North against uh, Tulsa Union. Uh, so... Williams, when Ari said what again? So you're wearing them in Oklahoma tonight? Yeah, I had to, I had to show love. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not like anybody's going to read any messages into it, is it? Like uh, they're still recruiting you and you're still thinking about OU? Oh, yeah, they're still recruiting me and all that. And I'm going to let everything play out, you know, let the whole season play out. But I don't know. I'm committed to Mizzuto, but, you know. There you go. Interesting. And I'm sure everybody out there in the Ref Army saw the tweets this morning from Miguel Chavis. So you're and, telling uh, me there's a chance. Well, that's it. Yeah! That's it right there. <laughs> All right. So, Brandon Drum, uh, I don't know how much we want to draw out of that. What do you, What's your takeaway from what he Does Oklahoma say? have as much a chance of a chance that Jim Carrey did at that time? Well, it was one in a million for uh, for him, right? I think they got more than that, but uh, yeah, no. I, look, um, how do I want to word this? Uh, so, the night before the announcement was made, I spoke to several people, and whether it was Oklahoma's people, whether it was whatever, I spoke to all of them, and the one thing that I can say about everything is that he essentially. I guess the idea was that no matter what happened, no matter what decision was made on August 14th, it wasn't over. And Oklahoma and even Missouri, I think, knows that. I think at the same time, you've got to look at uh, just his wordings, the fact that he wore the cleats, the fact that he wore the gloves. Look, you can sit there and say that, you know, this is an 18-year-old that is playing mind games and maybe – I mean, we all – Peyton Bowen did a just a, a mind job on everybody for months and then did a did another one on National Signing Day. So – and it was – if you ask people around him, they'll tell you it was purposeful. So, I mean, people want to act like they're 18-year-olds and maybe they aren't smart enough to do that type of stuff. But to me, I think they are. I think they're smarter than we give them credit for. Uh, he knew he was coming to Oklahoma. He knew that the way to smooth things over and deflect from the fact he committed to Missouri to Oklahoma against over Oklahoma was to wear the cleats, wear the gloves, at least, quote, quote, show love, like he said. But at the same time, he says he's still talking to Oklahoma. You know, if I'm 100% committed somewhere, I'm 100% committed somewhere. 
relationships be damned. I'm committed to Missouri. I'm committed to Oklahoma. That's what it is. So I don't know. I, I, I just can't. And we took some heat for saying that this thing's going to go till National Signing Day. And people are like, no way. He's going to end up signing Missouri. NIL, NIL, NIL. Dude, if you're that smart to do that when you show up, don't you think you're probably smart enough to play the NIL stuff that Missouri's going to give you and then see where it goes come National Signing Day? Because whether, whether he signs with Missouri or not, their rule and their law, he, Missouri's on the hook for him. One way... He signs with them or not, they're on the hook for whatever they agreed to yeah. up until national signing. Right, right. And that's so weird to say in college football. Like, publicly we're talking about it. Like, this isn't the Eric Dickerson days where, you know, the gold <laughs> Corvette, you know, just shows up from Texas A&M and then SMU gives him a couple hundred thousand dollars on top of it to, to flip him from A&M. I mean, this is out in the open. We're going to do this for you. And the NCAA just said it's, it's been happening we're tired of dealing with it, and do what y'all want. Now let the fans come after y'all. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, do I think Oklahoma fans should really get their hopes up hearing those comments? No, not yet. But here's another thing. He talks about letting the season play out. He's not talking about his senior season. He's talking more, I think, about what's going on with, uh, you know, how is Missouri going to finish? How is Oklahoma going to finish? Now, should Georgia also be – you know, he said Georgia was number two. So do, I think do we everybody. Do really believe that, though? Do we really believe that? Well, I mean, he said it, but usually when you when you he also have a wore source, cleats and gloves. To... Yeah, he wore the. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. So do we buy? But so who is going to be? Will it be Missouri, USC, or Texas? Who Sooner fans root to lose for more this fall? Because usually it's Texas and USC got in the mix last year. And now maybe Missouri at the top of the list because everybody wants Missouri to crater. So you has a maybe a shot to walk through a, a door that I think is at least a little bit cracked open right now. I'm not saying it's wide open by any means, but at least you know, as Lloyd said, there's tell me there's a chance maybe. So are you are you asking if Oklahoma has a chance, or are you asking if if like is that is that what we're doing here? Or, yeah, or I think if Georgia. Oklahoma, yeah, well, I mean. Just since he said Georgia was second, and we all think, oh, well, a lot of the Oklahoma fans want to think, well, okay, but we didn't hear about Georgia. Some of the Georgia people were saying, yeah, no, they're very much in it. Yeah. We don't know. But let's say Oklahoma goes out and wins, goes 10-2, and two, wins the bowl game, goes 11-2, and two, and Missouri goes 5-7. and seven. Yeah. I what think, happens? I, think, I, 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 I don't want to sit here and say he flips, but I'll sit here and say that um, – I like OU's odds more at that point. I think, I think it'll get. I, here, here's what I want to tell people: If he visits Oklahoma, which he's probably going to do, if he's going to do it, he's going to do it quietly, and nobody's going to know about it until his butt is in the seat in Gaylord Family Memorial Stadium for an unofficial visit. The second that happens, he's not going to be able to visit without people seeing him. I think that's just facts. But the second that happens. That's when you can start saying, "Oh, okay, well maybe they're Oklahoma's a- in the ball game again." Yeah, well, no, I think they're in the ball game. I just think they're they're in that seat out in right field instead of behind home plate or down third gotcha. baseline right now. Yeah, makes sense. 
All right, Brandon Drum out here with us at Riverwind Casino on a Friday. And uh, Brandon was at the uh, scrimmage at Carl Albert last night. We'll talk about actually what happened in those scrimmages uh, last night up in Tulsa and uh, at Carl Albert. We'll do that when we get back here at Riverwind Casino on a Friday. Great place to be, Riverwind, as always. Want to thank Lasher Home Comfort Systems, our opening hour sponsor here on Steelman and Thune. Today it's Steelman and Drum. I'm so mad I didn't get your theme music, though, when you hear the sound of the drum. I knew I was going to forget something. 135. There you go. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we are going to be out here with Brandon until 2 o'clock. Come on out and see us here at Riverwind. Thanks again to Lasher Home Comfort Systems. They'll do great work for you as well. 405-579-3113. If you need your AC tuned up, furnace in the winter, they'll get you taken care of. Break time right here. Stay with us on the Home of Sooner Fans. This is your home for Sooner Fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. We are back here at Riverwind on a Friday. Love being out here. It is uh, steak night at the River Buffet. Get out here this weekend. Take part in the $100,000 New Scene 17 celebration at Riverwind. Uh, the drawings are tomorrow night and play with your wild card all the way through August 26th. Uh, make sure you try and get out here and play on Monday and Tuesday with your wild card because you get 17 times the entries for every five points in your wild card. But uh, tomorrow night's preliminary drawings again, 6 to 1130. And then the uh, grand prize drawings happen just before midnight. Next two Saturday nights, giving away $100,000 in this big-time promotion, the $100,000 New Scene 17 celebration as Riverwind uh, celebrates its 17th birthday once again. By the way, if you're 40 and older, you're thinking about improving your vision, let me introduce you to the new LASIK, or as we like to call it, lens replacement. Lens replacement provides a permanent solution to your vision issues, unlike LASIK, which often leaves patients reading glasses, you know, needing those again even later down the road to a certain extent. So what you need to do is you need a lens replacement that can eliminate the need for additional eyewear after your surgery. And here's the best part. With lens replacement, you'll never require cataract surgery, which is big time. Lens replacement, the new LASIK, it's a major leap forward in vision correction. So if you're ready to see 2020, then check out the new LASIK available at thenewlasik.com. Dr. B., the Advanced Laser Center, they are big time. So uh, check out the new LASIK. All right, so, Brandon, you were out at Carl Albert last uh, for, for, night. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is it your birthday today? It is my, yeah, it's number 60. Number 60. Number 60, yes, yes. I thank everybody we have to wish Mike Stilley a happy birthday thank today. Thank you. You know, it was great. They, uh, in the conference room, and the ref tweeted it out, so I retweeted it because I knew my wife would want to see me try and blow out the candles, <laughs> which took me two tries. But they got me a, a brand-new set of Depends Undergarments. So there you go. 460. There so, you yes. Go. And, by the way, T-Row, thank you for making the trip down, my man. Thank you. The voice of the Sooners, I, I felt very special because the voice of the Sooners was there. Uh, he didn't have to come all the way down. It's a long trip for Toby. Uh, and he probably, you know, he's got he stuff happening at OU. But uh, it, it was great. Anytime Toby's around because he's got his own uh, production studio mm-hmm. out in Piedmont. Basic, well, not studio, but he does the show from there. But uh, so I appreciate him coming down. That's super cool. Okay, hey, hey real yeah. quick, it's also my mother-in-law's birthday. Oh, really? I want to give her. I know she's probably listening. So, 
Uh, happy birthday to my mother-in-law, Lisa Smith. Well, we, we, go. got, we got Leo's uh, this time of the year, of course. So uh, it's pretty. You must have a pretty special mother-in-law. Mother-in-laws don't often get shout-outs <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> so I, she's awesome. Yeah, she's awesome. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about Kevin Sperry, Xavier Robinson, Andy Bass was out there. Uh, Nate Roberts was out there too, right? Yeah, yeah, he so was. So give me a report card on. Let's start with Kevin Sperry. All right, he's currently ranked a three-star, but. Again, we're talking about a 2025 kid. We're talking about a kid who left the state of Texas to come play Carl Albert. You talk about a family that's bought in with OU and a kid that's bought in with OU. It's Kevin Sperry. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever seen a kid at this age this bought in. You know, I'm sure there have been some. Jackson was. Jackson was pretty bought in. But, I mean, it's pretty amazing for him to to move and and be the starting QB at Carl Albert. But, Let's start with Kevin Sperry because I've heard a lot of people say right now, even at this age, he's Jackson Arnold, uh, kind of at that level. Uh, mm-hmm. What's your take on him so far? Yeah, no, I, okay. So I'm gonna have to preface it. I was kind of shocked. Like I, I think uh, I can't remember the kid's last name, but uh, there, Carl Albert has another quarterback that's pretty decent named Cash. Can't remember his last name, but he's a Oklahoma State baseball commit, really good player. And they started him, which, and I, I air quote, started him. Uh, he's the senior. It was the big first night and all that. I, I'm going to assume Kevin Sperry's a starter come Friday. Um, I don't think that's in a question. Uh, he came out there. Uh, the, Sperry, each time he got a series, they scored. He had a 70-yard bomb to Trene Washington. And then the very next time he comes out there, within like five plays, they've driven it all the way down the field. So, uh, and they were down when he came in. Like they were down. And he brought him back, tied it up. They they go into they they didn't go overtime, but they ended the game tied 21-21. So he was special. I mean, you can see his pocket presence. Uh, I don't know that he quite understands that offense totally yet, as well as. The other kid, just because the other kid's been in it for three years, um, but he's getting there. And I talked to some people after, and they're like, man, the second he understands everything, it's over. He's going to be impossible to stop because he's already so, so good in a system that he's just getting to know. He's been in it for like a month and a half, and that's it. Like, he came from one system at Prosper where he was with it for two years. Now he's learning another, and within six weeks, he's that good. Uh, he was just special. Uh, Tristan Haynes was really good, the four-star defensive back uh, for Carl Albert. He caught a touchdown or two uh, in the lightning rounds. Um, trying to think, obviously, I said Xavier Robinson Xavier, was yeah, some people yeah, I was over. Get, yeah. Xavier <laughs> Robinson was a physical freak. He threw a dude off of him. I was 10 feet from it when it happened. And the dude lands like five feet from me out of bounds. And he literally just threw the dude. Adrian Peterson, Texas Tech, uh, 2005. You remember where he's like going up and the guy comes and he throws him out of bounds and then walks into the end zone? Similar deal. He didn't score, but, I mean, it was just it was impressive. Um, and then, obviously, Nate Roberts for Washington. He was – he is so smooth for such a big guy. And you, they got Cooper. They've got a Cooper Alexander on their team, too. But they really, really focus on Nate Roberts and what he can do, the four-star tight end, 2025 four-star tight end. 
Uh, I like Oklahoma's chances there. And then Andy Bass for Heritage Hall. He throws it, runs it. He can next catch Thursday it. for Andy Bass, right? Yeah, and he right? announces next Thursday. That guy, and he's bigger. Like, people, when you look at him on film because he's so thick, he looks short. But I'm a tall guy, and he's only, like, two inches shorter than me, three inches shorter than me. So, like, he's not six foot by any chance, but he's a 5'10", 5'11 guy that can play slot, running back, all the above for Oklahoma. He's a 4'4 guy. He's a 10'6", 100-meter guy, super underrated. He's a guy I think is going to gain some steam and rankings as this, his senior year goes on. There you go. That's the report last night out at uh, Carl Alberts. And uh, last night in the Lee Summit Union scrimmage, you had obviously Williams Winery. You had Kamari Moore, uh, Isaiah Mosey. You had Devin Jordan, the cornerback from Union, uh, who has OU in his top five. I think it's OU, OSU, A&M, TCU, and Alabama. Uh, tell us about Jordan, the cornerback, again. He and Mosey matched up a lot last night. Yeah, he's a really he's long, rangy. I got to watch him quite a bit this summer in seven on seven because their Tulsa Union essentially has their own. It's like seven on. They're called the nine one eight seven on seven squad, and they're really good. And he is a very very long, rangy, athletic, um, physical cornerback. A guy that can. He's got great speed too, mind mind you. A great track guy. Uh, was in the state. Uh, I think they they won state, actually in their 400 meter. So he can run, uh, and I think he was the uh, the last leg of their their four by 100 or one four by one. Excuse me. Yeah. So I mean, like it. He he's down to TCU, Texas A&M, Alabama, Oklahoma, and I can't. I think Oklahoma State's the fifth one. Essentially, TCU and Oklahoma are his top two. His position coach at Union played for TCU. So that's where that comes from. Uh, family's big Oklahoma people. He's going to take some visits to A&M, TCU, and Oklahoma during the season. And I eventually expect him to choose Oklahoma, but TCU's been that thorn in Oklahoma's side, so you just never know, really. Brandon Drum with us. We're here at Riverwind on a Friday. Always something to do here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. We have uh, concerts back now at the Showplace Theater. And uh, tomorrow night, Dwight Yoakam will be on the uh, Showplace Theater stage. Uh, That show is sold out. Still tickets for the Counting Crows, though, coming up next Friday night. I, I have always said they need to bring Emmett Jones out when they play. Uh, Mr. Jones as a tribute, but the uh, Counting Crows tickets still available for that show August 25th on a Friday night. Here at Riverwind on a Friday, we got Pierce Leffa-Holtz back in the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings studios. Questions for Brandon? Get them in now, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Pierce will read those for us when we get back right here on The Ref. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Welcome back, Riverwind Casino. And uh, we got Brandon Drum, OU Insider, out with us today. And uh, talking recruiting, talking what else, Sooner football. 
Sooner season can't get here soon enough. And uh, September 2nd, Arkansas State. Sooner training camp reports brought to you by Neutral Vodka Seltzer Real Juice. Neutral Vodka Seltzer is an official sponsor of OU Athletics. Made with only vodka seltzer and real juice to offer a deliciously clean, light, and refreshing taste. Neutral vodka seltzer. Sooner Training Camp reports. All right, we also have this thing called the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439, 405-651-3439. And uh, Pierce Leppelholtz, the uh, highly talented young rising superstar over there at the uh, Gaylord College of Journalism, is going to handle those duties today. So, Pierce, anybody has questions for Brandon or any uh, good text you single out, let's go for it. Yeah, well, one of my biggest things that I've kind of been surprised on finding here is everyone's kind of tired of these recruiting situations, kind of like the Bowen one last year. Everyone's kind of tired of hearing about, oh, we still got a chance here for Williams. So I feel like it could be kind of interesting seeing if those tides turn. But right here from Big Sky Sooner, if Williams Nwari accepts Missouri NIL money in high school, then signs the letter of intent outside the state, does he have to return the money received? I, I, I don't, I don't know how to even respond to that because of some of the. I okay, so I'm gonna. I don't think Missouri's that stupid. Number one, I think. They're not going to give him his full NIL or whatever that they agreed upon. I think he gets a percentage, and I doubt he has to return it. I can't say that 100%, obviously. Um, I would assume that there's probably some fine print in there that says that, you know, you'll get this much if you do this on National Signing Day or this or this or this. Uh, but come the financial aid agreement signing or whatnot, and he's going to get paid for going and doing stuff, from my understanding, from the collective, like signing autographs and all that type of stuff. Um, so, I mean, I think the, the collective or whatever, he's going to get stuff in return for his services. So I don't know that you can take the money back if he sat there and signs autographs and does whatever. I just... I don't think that that's how that's going to work, but I don't think he's going to. I also don't think he's going to get like people are assuming he's going to get like his reported or rumored seven hundred fifty thousand dollars up front. No, that's not happening. No, nobody is that stupid. Well, not nobody. We just read a story just a second here on Twitter that says that, that way different. But I mean, it's just I don't. Mike, I don't think anybody's that stupid. I honestly don't. Like, I just can't imagine Missouri going, yeah, here's $750,000. Please sign with us. I know you're not bound to us. I just can't. They're going to give him some, told him over, because yeah. that's, that's what they got his commitment. They paid for his commitment. You know, it's so weird trying to figure out. And you do. I, you have to not, be finance experts now in recruiting now. You do. And, and know these deals. It's almost crazy, like you need a business person to tell us how this stuff works uh because it used to be you know and let's not kid ourselves you were talking about smu when they got the death penalty there's been some cheating going on for a long time players been getting cars players been getting money but it was all behind the scenes now it's just all out there but and these look the state of oklahoma enacted a law too to help yeah help ou and osu and everybody else but 
this Missouri deal certainly uh, takes to another Very level. interesting. Yeah, it certainly does. No I, doubt I, about I, it. I want to add this part to it. So I also think Missouri paid for the commitment because in – I don't care what Missouri fans think of me or anything like that. This is facts. Like, your coach has been there for five years, and he has not had a winning season yet. And if he has, he's only had one. And I don't think he's won more than seven games. I, I can't remember the, the exact number here. But you pay for the commitment because it brings momentum. And now he has leverage. If he goes five and seven or six and se- six and six or whatever this year, guess what? You lose me, you fire me. You're going to lose Winery and whoever else Winery brings with him has got committed for momentum. So it's, it's a little, leverage. It's, it's a little bit of yeah for for uh, Eli. There's no doubt. Now I understand he also has word is around a twenty million dollar buyout. Uh, and again, there are ways of getting out of that, uh, but you're still going to have to pay a significant amount of money. But it, it definitely is now. Ryan Wingo, though, what are we thinking on Ryan Wingo? I, I still think it's down between Texas. And Oklahoma, or Texas and Missouri. So, uh, I, my the odds are, I think, you know, if he keeps pushing it further out, everybody keeps saying he's not going to announce until later on in the season. And if that's really the case, it's going to be hard for it not to be Texas. I don't think. I, and I know it, Oklahoma fans now are caught in a conundrum now because they they absolutely hate Missouri fans, and we know they hate Texas. So, do you want them to go hit the five star wide receiver to go to your arch rival? Or do you want him to go to Missouri and maybe hold Winery even more hostage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no doubt. Interesting uh, way to look at it. And look, Texas, Texas got Colin Simmons, five star edge, recently. Uh, same day that Caden, obviously they're Duncanville teammates. Same day that uh, Caden Durham committed to LSU. Yeah, and there is a chance uh, that they get Dominic McKinley as well, right? Yeah. I mean, it's. Do you think uh, Texas is still the leader on uh, five-star yeah. D lineman Dominic McKinley? I do, um, but I also thought Texas was the leader for Jonathan Jackson, or excuse me, Jaden Jackson. Um, you know, two weeks out of his David, commitment. David Stone helped out there. Yeah, remember, he did. remember he did. his tweet. That's I don't know what you're thinking, man, but that's not the move. Yeah. So, and that, that's another reason to think. And David Stone is coming up uh, August 26th. It'll be a week from tomorrow. Uh, Andy Bass is next Thursday, correct, and that's expected to be Oklahoma. But, you know, that that's one of the signs where even though you hear Miami and money, and I know John Ruiz is being investigated apparently as company, but um, it's hard to imagine if David Stone is trying to steer a teammate away from Texas and to Oklahoma that David Stone wouldn't wind up at Oklahoma. But in this five-star defensive lineman's world, I, you, to me, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wait yeah. and see, right? Yeah. Um, so there is, like, he's Stone's been telling people about a Bama this and Bama that, and some people buy it, some people don't. Um, he also said it the day before he announced that he was – going to commit on august 26th and i told people two weeks prior to that that he was committing on august 26th i hear more about miami from the people i talk with in bama right now though david did tell me that bama is the team that has been pushing the hardest um outside of oklahoma and miami so we'll see um i just 
He just doesn't have any connections. He has connections to Miami because he's in Florida. He's got teammates from IMG that are there. And he also has so many connections to Oklahoma that it's not even funny. And his heart's been, he's tried to commit to Oklahoma three times. And he said that publicly. He said that publicly. And people have held him off from that. And so uh, I still like Oklahoma. But like you said, it's five-star recruitment. And it's particularly five-star defense alignment. That's hard to judge these days. Even though Oklahoma was got P.J. Atabari and it ended when it ended right there. But people also forget that Missouri and Georgia made a big push for him late. Yeah. And they held yeah. him. No doubt. All right. And uh, I want to talk about this uh, in the next segment, 405-651-3439 on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Try and get as many uh, questions in for Brandon as we can. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. All right, here's what I want to ask, you know, coming up next segment. We'll get into this. We'll get some more texts in. It'll be a shorter segment. But if David Stone doesn't wind up to Oklahoma and he tried to commit three previous times, how bad will this coaching staff be raked over the coals for that recruiting philosophy? Awfully. Let's talk about that when we get back here on the Home of Sooner Fans, The Ref. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Back with you here at uh, one of my favorite places, my home away from home. Really have uh, two homes away from home. Well, three. Gaylord Family, Oklahoma Memorial Stadium, Augusta National Golf Club, and Riverwind Casino. Always great to be out here. And, again, get out here and uh, celebrate their uh, 17th birthday, the $100,000 New Scene 17 celebration. Uh, continues. Play with your wild card every day through August 26th, particularly on Mondays and Tuesdays, where you can earn 17 times the entries into the drawings on Mondays and Tuesdays. And the drawings, again, Saturday nights, tomorrow, 6 to 11, the uh, preliminary drawings, grand prize drawings just before midnight. Get on out here and win your share of uh, $100,000 in cash and bonus play from our friends here at Riverwind Casino. Pierce tells me uh, one of the questions on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text lines about Danny Okoye. How is that working out for Oklahoma, and who's involved? Yeah, um, I mean, Oklahoma's in there, Tennessee, Texas. Uh, Alabama's in it, but right now I don't I – don't, he hasn't talked much about a return to Alabama – um, uh, I I think it's Oklahoma, Tennessee, kind of at the top. He's going to visit Oklahoma on September 1st through the 3rd, and then he's supposed to visit, I believe, Tennessee on the 30th and Texas on the 16th of September, um, and then a decision he wants done in the middle of October. Now, I know Oklahoma's also trying to flip the Tennessee date so that they can get the last official visit. We'll see if that can take place, or they're trying to get him to push it back one week on a decision. That way they can get him middle of the October uh, home game for them. So we'll see how all that plays out. Uh, just I like Oklahoma right now. I think they're trending. but And I think if Oklahoma gets him on campus early, their hope is to get him back on campus, obviously, for another game and to – make sure that he never makes it to Texas or Tennessee. So there's a couple of ways that Oklahoma can play this. But right now I think it's Oklahoma, Tennessee, in a really close battle with Texas, also kind of in the 
in the back there trying to catch back up. And I'm not saying they're out of it completely because that would be stupid, um, and especially in the NIL area, in the NIL era. But, um, yeah, it's just it's those three and with kind of Alabama trending a little further back from what I understand right now. Okay, uh, ask this before the break. We've got about, uh, you know, uh, four minutes or so on this. But, I, you know, we've heard this time and time again. David Stone has tried to commit to Oklahoma three times. And we know what Brent's philosophy is. He wants, once you're committed, he wants you to be truly committed. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't 100% last year, but it was pretty darn good. You, you know, Anthony Evans was one that uh, went back on that commitment. Uh, you know, uh, Colton Vosick went back on it. I, I always thought that was going to be one that may not stick, and it didn't stick. But the percentages are pretty good. So if David Stone comes out on Saturday, August 26th, and says, I'm committing to University of Miami or somewhere besides Oklahoma, yeah. how bad are the Sooner fans going to uh, feel thinking, this kid tried to commit to us three times? Why didn't we take the commitment? Well, they tried to take the commitment. They didn't tell him not to. It was people around him that told him not to commit, and they held it off. Um, Okay, so you're talking about, because every time I've heard that, I've been confused, because every time I've heard that, if David Stone really wanted to commit to OU, OU wasn't denying it. It was people saying, no, just wait. So you're talking about this has been more about, Hey, People around him. Way too early for this yeah. commitment. All right. Way too early. I'm really man. stupid. You got to build up your brand. Some NIL, yeah. bro. All right. See, yeah. now I feel like a total moron, and I guess I am. But but no, the, if they don't, you know, the question's still valid. If they miss out on David Stone on August 26th, it will be one of the biggest meltdowns in OU history as far as fan base. And it was awful this past week. Yeah. And yeah. I'm telling you, obviously, time heals wounds, and. Everybody moved on from the David Hicks stuff and Oklahoma. Look, they ended up getting P.J. Atabari, a five-star defensive lineman. They ended up getting the number two uh, transfer defensive tackle in Dejon Terry. So it's not like they're not landing top-tier guys. I said this yesterday. Kelvin Gilliam was ranked like 60 or 70-something overall in the nation. Top 100 kid. There's so many. Ethan Downs, top 100 kid. R. Mason Thomas, four-star, the number one edge rusher in the country out of the transfer portal last year, Rondell Bothroyd, right. chose Oklahoma. Trace Ford, everybody knows how good he is, all this stuff. So if you take this back to a decade ago, and everybody wants to say, well, why isn't Oklahoma landing these? They haven't had a first-round draft pick at the defensive tackle position since Gerald McCoy. McCoy. The closest they came was second-round Jordan Phillips in 2015, 2016, something to that extent. That's it. That is the last time that's happened. Development, development, development. There has been no development with the previous staff. When Brent Venables left, the development of defense alignment crashed, just crashed. And they haven't developed them since. The recruiting was great there for a while. Tapper. Charles Walker, obviously he was a two-star, but he ended up being a great guy until he got a concussion and quit and tried to go early. Uh, there's so many guys. Uh, Jalen Redman was a five-star. There's a, been a bunch of dudes. They've got Clayton Smith, five-star. Uh, just recently, um, number eight, just got uh, uh, Perian Winfrey. Yeah. 
RJ like Washington was pretty RJ highly Washington committed. Washington was a five star. Like all these dudes, once and I'm not hitting on Mike Stoops at all because I think he's a he was a really good defensive coordinator, but I think you have to have guys that can develop. You have to have guys that can develop, and I think Thibodeau was getting to that point. I think systems held Thibodeau back. I think systems held Dyron Reynolds back when they were there. And therefore, guess what happens? If you can't develop, you can't recruit because coaches can use that against you. And that's where we're at now. The development has been awful, awful, awful. They've recruited decently to high level, but nothing's ever come of it. So at what point do five stars look at it and go, man, I'm not going to go there because I'm just going to waste away? Well, now they know that they got Bates and all of them there, but proof needs to be in the pudding. They need to develop guys this year in this system in 2023, show massive improvement, and then see where it goes from there. Brandon Drum, he's out with us here at Riverwind Casino on a Friday, and uh, we've got another hour to go out here at Riverwind, and we appreciate you guys checking in today. 405-651-3439, Kadippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, wait a minute. David Stone wants to commit. Oh, okay, yeah. That chalked that off as a sixty-year-old man, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm thinking. Like I still like Oklahoma. I still like Oklahoma, but it's obviously eight days out, and there's a lot that can happen in NIL between now. And I am then, so. not going to ask yep. you percentages. Nope. I am not going to. I'm not going to give one. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just not going to do it. Not going to do it. Okay, uh, we've got another hour to go, and uh, happy to be out here at Riverwind Casino. Uh, Justin, the GM, and the folks out here, they do an incredible job. Promotions, the uh, the renovation looks spectacular, better than ever. Uh, they've got everything out here. And, again, tonight it would be a great night to come out, enjoy a great meal at Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. We're right out here in front of Chips and Ales, or a great uh, steak on steak night at the River Buffet. Okay, keep it right here. Another hour to go here on The Ref.